Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to another Minutes with Mute presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to have you back on board. Joined by, you know him, the one and only Scott Mutrin, Learfield, BC, IMG, sideline reporter, former QB, 1990s, joins us. Uh, first, before we get into a tough loss, BC 38-31, to uh, they lose to Duke, and BC falls to 2-7 and seven on the season. Uh, I'd like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, a couple games left, you can still join the BC Football Gridiron Club. That's bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up to get more details. It's the place to be. If you're a BC sports fan. Okay, Scott, we bring you in. First of all, I'd just like to get your general thoughts. Uh, BC came back, but at the end, it wasn't enough. Uh, The Eagles fall 38 to 31 to Duke at home. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it was a tough one uh, defensively for, uh, for the Eagles. I think uh, Duke did a really good job of uh, running the football and making some plays on, uh, on offense when they needed it. Um, the Eagles uh, offensively looked a little bit better, but uh, defensively some, some breakdowns there that I think cost them the most. Um, and and they, they, they showed good fight. I give them a lot of credit for that. I'm not taking any moral victories from that, but, you know, they were down, you know, three scores at, at various points, and they kept battling back. But, uh, you know, unfortunately not able to uh, to get a, enough stops when they needed to. And, you uh, and not uh, be able to, to have those kind of big plays on defense uh, when they needed a most threat. You know, Leonard was a, was a tough matchup. He started the game off with a big, you know, 60-yard touchdown run and kind of had BC on their heels a little bit uh, most of that game. But, uh, you know, there was good fight. There was some good resolve. You saw some new guys and then the same old characters step up um, as well. So hopefully they can build on that as they head to NC State. Like to first of all get your grade out. What's your take first on Phil Jakovic not playing and uh, Emmett Moorhead? Pretty impressive, huh? Twenty-seven, forty-five, three hundred thirty yards, four TDs, uh, no picks. Just talk about your whole uh, the QB play for the Eagles. Well, I thought you know it was the first time that 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 Moorhead uh, really kind of was able to to prepare and get a, a full game weekend where he was the guy. Um, I thought they did a really good job of. Getting the ball out of his hands quickly, um, he did not. You know, he wasn't back there a lot. There were only three sacks this game, and I think two of them were late that probably could have been avoided. But the ball came out. There were some explosive plays. He did a really good job with his uh, location on some of the 50-50 balls where he allowed freshman Joe Griffin, who really had a you know his breakout game of the year. He had over 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns uh, to give that six-four, 200-pound receiver a chance to make some plays, and he did. Uh, that impressed me. And then, you know, Dave Flowers, what can you say about him? Another two touchdowns. He was dynamic in the passing game with some big plays, but also um, with some short routes where he's able to use his elusiveness and break some tackles. And uh, the ability for Moorhead to get that ball out and, and throw some accurate balls down the field and, and short, quick, rhythmic passing game, I think I was encouraged by. Um, obviously, discouraged that Phil couldn't play because of um, – 
think it, they were saying it was a it was a lower body injury that he was out for that. I don't know if he's going to be back this week, but uh, you know to step in against the, a Duke team that has has played well this year is uh, was a good test for for Evan Moorhead, and he kept the you know he kept the fight the whole game. Give him a lot of credit; he didn't back down, and uh, he kept bringing the Eagles back every time he thought they're out of the game. Yeah, I mean, do you think there? I mean, your opinion, obviously, you don't know, but Phil Emmett, do you think there's a uh... Chance Emmett just just starts next week, uh, regardless of Phil's injury. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, you got to see how you get a little bit longer week, some time to uh, rest up and, and play. Uh, got to see what Coach Hapley's decision is there. NC State is starting to you know get their stride now that um, Leary's been out for them. They've they've established a little rhythm with their new quarterback. They're a tough team, very seasoned. Uh, NC State team, they had a nice another win versus Wake Forest. So um, that's a good team down in Raleigh. It's always a tough place to play. So uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how the Eagles prepare uh, and who they're going to play uh, the QB position. I, I don't have any insight as of right now. It's still pretty early in the week, but uh, we shall see. Okay, BC's defense, 38 points allowed. Your, your take on them, I know they can't be happy as a unit. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Um, yeah, I think so. I think a little disappointed in, in that way. I think you expected if you if you put up 31 points, you you expect to win the game. Uh, you know, it's the most points DC scored in a while. The fact to do it against a Duke team um, in ACC play um, is uh, was encouraging on that that aspect. But on the defensive side, to to not be able to make those key stops, Duke. Uh, was really able to, to get a lot done on, on third down. They were especially effective on third down. I think they were over a 50% clip. But they had a lot of third and shorts, uh, which means they had success early early in the downs. And when you're able to either run it or throw it and have both options available to you, it's a little more difficult um, for the defense to, to stop. Uh, so I think they did, Duke did a good job of winning early downs and gave themselves convertible third down opportunities, which they – which they did, and they converted a lot of big ones in that game. And when BC did make their comeback, they did make, get a couple stops on third down. So um, it's just about finding that consistency and that ability to, to make those big plays um, when, when they're there. And I think the one good thing that you saw from BC on, on both sides is that the good moments were a little more prevalent than they were the week before versus UConn. Um, but the consistency... Um, you know, and just having that effort over an entire uh, period of a game just wasn't there. And uh, but their their moments are getting more prevalent, and they just need to kind of bring them together and have a little more of those moments and build that consistency. Okay, and Scott, you have insight to Coach Halfley after the game. What's his general? Uh, how's he feeling now after after this Duke game last Friday? He was disappointed in the tackling. Um, I think that's that's one of the things that he said. I, I think we had it as nine or ten missed tackles. Um, when you miss tackles, especially in today's college football, it's usually in a one-on-one situation that ends up being uh, a big play in, in some, whether it's uh, you know converting a, a long yardage situation or getting a chunk play. 
Um, or if you have them stop for a significant loss and you miss a tackle and they're able to get some positive yardage out of it, those are, you know, drive-turning plays. And the, the fact that they didn't tackle well, I think, was really disappointing for Coach Hapley. That was one of the things he stressed. Now we look general picture. Um, this is you know, the closing, the dog days of summer. Bowl pitchers out, you know, no bowl game option, uh, more, more than likely. Uh, how do you think the Eagles now, NC State, you got some Notre Dame, Syracuse, how do they, everything plays, falls into play? What's your mindset as a player uh, these last couple of weeks? Uh, they're focused on NC State. You, you can't be looking towards Notre Dame. You can't be looking towards Syracuse. You just got to be able to, like, how do we get better? How do we get a win? What do we have to do to, to get to find that consistent four quarters of football? I think that's the big challenge for that team, uh, for this team the rest of the year, is find that four quarters of performance, um, you know, finish strong to end half, start the second half strong, um, and come out ready to go. Um, I, I think some of the, you know, the, some of the frustrations are early, you know, early in the games when the offenses go down and score and then coming out at the halftime and not being able to stop or, or get some sustained drives. To find that consistency for, fourth quarters is, uh, for four quarters is going to be their challenge uh, against NC State. Uh, it's something you're playing in a tough environment on a good team, top 20 team. Um, you got to be ready to, to go and, and bring that effort the entire time. I was definitely encouraged by the – um, the offensive line play this time, they, they were able to, to run the ball a little bit better than they, they've had throughout the year. And if they could find some consistency in the running game, not necessarily, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be in yardage, but just some productive runs so that they're able to loosen up the defense a little bit. I think it gives the offense an opportunity to be a little more successful. And then defensively, just, uh, you know, it's tackle better. It, it really is. Uh, you know, they've lost the, uh, uh, Mari Jackson, who's a true freshman who's played a lot and has played really well, had a really good game against UConn, uh, missed all of this Duke game. He was out, so you're playing another freshman out there. You got 22 freshmen on the two deep, right? So it's either true freshman or redshirt freshman. So to have them, you know, come along and be seasoned by the end of the year and with that veteran presence is going to is going to be key for them to have a successful last three games. And you can build on that, and there's still some positivity to come with competing these last three games and, and showing that, that consistent four quarters of effort. Okay, Scott, before we wrap up, always like to get your tailgate experience Friday night. How was the atmosphere at the Heights, and uh, how was the food scene for you pre- and post-game? Uh, well, it was great. We had a uh, you know little event for Friends of the Heights.org uh, and an NIL movement that, we're, that we started for, for BC. Uh, for BC Athletics that we were excited to announce before the game. Um, very excited to get this up and running uh, to help the athletic program at Boston College and the ability to get uh, you know athletes some compensation on their name, image, and likeness. Looking forward to you know with the the, the four other the three other founders to get this going and uh, you know help provide some assistance for the for the BC athletes that are there. So that that was uh, enjoyable to do. We had some Shake Shack, uh, which was always very nice. Uh, nice little pregame tilt there. It was a beautiful night. I mean, seven, uh, 60 some degrees on a, on a November night in Boston. You don't, you don't get many of those days. So uh, it, was a, it was a great night. It was a good atmosphere. Uh, but really excited for to get the NIL movement started to help the, the BC athletic program, um, you know, compete on the level with uh, all our other competitors in the ACC and in college athletics. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, how, how can people get involved? What's the website to go to? Just check it out. Just give us a history of that real quick. 
Well, friendsoftheheights.org, it's, it's an ability to really maintain the mission of Boston College as men and women for others. And uh, the opportunity for, it's a 501c3, so uh, donors can give money to the, to the organization where it'll go towards a charitable cause. It's tax deductible. Uh, the BC athletes will be, you know, working with various charitable organizations, uh, men and women for others, to, to help and be, you know, up, um, upstanding uh, people in uh, the uh, in uh, the, the the city uh, to be in the in the in the town to be involved and to be visible for for these organizations to be, you know, contributing outside of ways of just getting paid just for the name, image, and likeness, but also to. To, to carry on the mission of that. And I think that that's important for a lot of BC donors to, to, to know that it's going towards a good cause and to see these um, athletes working towards that and, and paying it forward to, to, you know, to, to other people of society that need help and that, that want some help along the way. And it's a good opportunity for the athletes to get exposed to uh, the, the other members of the BC community. Uh, you know, sports, is a small part of everyone's life. God willing, you want everyone to, to play successfully and have a pro career. Uh, but once that's done, um, athletes need an opportunity to, to have a job and to be productive members of society and to, to be introduced to some of these different um, organizations or to, to some of these other alums, I think, is our key mission um, as BC alums to help prepare them for life after uh, sports are done and to, to get them um, to, to be able to go on and be, you know, good good husbands and wives and, and fathers and mothers. And, and that's uh, the key to get to have them having an opportunity to work and to be acclimated to the job situation once they're done. And connections to do that is imperative for us. And I think that's very important. And one of the reasons I'm very um, happy about this movement, um, great to be, you know, part of it and supportive of it because I really think it, it, it aligns the mission of the school along with our, you know, the mission for the athletic program. And there's no reason that BC um, cannot be a perennial top, you know, 20 school in football and basketball um, and, and other sports. That's a great, um, <laughs> great thing to offer, not just with the city, but with the alums. I think the BC degree is something that travels. It's, uh, it's a nationwide degree. It's not just a regional degree. I think it, it carries a lot of weight throughout the country. And for us to to use that to the best of our ability and get the alumni support is, is really important for this movement. And the more people that get involved, the more successful um, this will be. I think there's there's one commonality of, uh, of this movement is that it, it, it revolves around the athletics, right? It's a great place for people to come back, families to come back when they're gone to, you know, once they've graduated, come bring their families back as, recent grads to come back and see their old classmates, you know, meet at a game, uh, be at these in, and be, be in these in the environment where they get to support the program, but also be there with their families and, you know, the crowd is involved. Like that's, that's to be encouraged by. You want that, that to exist. And I think that that is extremely important. And I think that camaraderie of the community is an important thing to build upon. And their athletics can do that. If you have successful athletic programs, you um, enrollment goes up, admissions goes up, all those things factor into it. And to have that common theme where people want to come back and bring their families and, and be there to support the teams and talk about these teams at the water cooler during the week, that's, 
I think that's an important part, and to, to get BC moving in that direction is uh, is the reason we did this. Well said, Scott. I'll post a link on, on this podcast uh, as well in the bio. So well said. Appreciate it, and that's good. It's, it's the future. It's the key. Congrats on setting that up and get that going. Absolutely. Really excited to do it and uh, really excited to um, to start this and really um, get this going and help help the movement for, for all the coaches at BC so that also keeping the players – that are already at BC that have committed to BC to stay there and get through their, you know, their four years at Boston College, get their degree, and then be ready to either take on their pro career or be able to go and, uh, you know, find a, an opportunity to be successful in life after that. Well, Scott, you're always successful in our books here, Lights, Camera, Sports. I mean, in the Minutes with New podcast, we thank you once again for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Can't believe the season's I mean, last couple of weeks left. It's, it's gone by really quick. Yeah, it's, uh, it does go by fast. It's always amazing. It seems like you're it's dragging on, and the next thing you know, you're almost done. So um, going to enjoy this, be with the team, and uh, look forward to the, the progress that's going to be made these uh, these next couple of weeks, and especially starting with NC State on Saturday. Okay, Scott, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.